On today's show, we have had a number of Bucks fans asking us about the possibility of campaign coming to Milwaukee. So we're going to discuss that. The point guard position, particularly the backup, has been a big talking point right through the offseason. So are we actually feeling comfortable about the rotation? Uh, and then finally, what does that mean for the young players on the roster and which young buck are we most excited for? Let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. see and hear me on this show and also find my work over at ESPN and making a triumphant return for the first time in far too long. One of our absolute favorites is Camille Davis, who you can listen to on the Technical Foul podcast, but in a major update, you can also listen to on Cheesehead TV's Carry the G as well. And uh, nice stuff for the Packers. So Camille continues to go from strength to strength and hopefully the Packers do as well. But it's great to have Camille back for today's episode that's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And we are going to talk about campaign today because uh, that's what the people wanted to listen to. So uh, we appreciate the support for the show. Drop a comment, a like, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. We appreciate everyone that makes Locked On Bucks their first listen of the day, particularly those that are with us every single time we drop a podcast because uh, you are the people that are letting us know what you want us to talk about on Lockdown Bucks. So we appreciate the support. And Camille, it's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. And I said this before we started, but proud of you, everything that's been going on for you. It's been fun to watch. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a difficult summer. I would say it was a lot going on with the family. So uh, to be back, to have a couple new shows under the belt as well, it's fun, but it was funny. Um, Some of the comments I saw on the Cheesehead TV podcast, they were just kind of (laughs) like, Oh, I love her on Locked on Bucks. Like I need her back on Locked on Bucks soon too. So I was like, don't like, I got, I got to get back too because uh, you know, I love the Packers for sure. For sure. Uh, but the Bucks always hold a special place in my heart. Milwaukee's own, so I'm happy to be back. And uh, just to make it clear before the people come after me, uh, look, we've both been trying to figure this out. So it wasn't, <laughs> uh, th- there's been no shutting out of Camille on Lockdown Bucks. I can guarantee you that. So uh, we're, we're happy to have you back on the podcast. But uh, I think we've certainly spoke in the past about uh, the backup point guard position, even because it, it's been a topic right throughout the offseason and the idea of, who actually is going to be the Bucks' backup? We know that they signed Ty Ty Washington to a two-way contract recently. We've spoken about that addition and what that could potentially mean. And those types of signings with Andre Jackson Jr. and the, the young Bucks, I think, is exciting because you get some new, fresh faces. But when you have someone like Campaign, who is going to be waived by the Spurs or has been waived by the Spurs, and he's just kind of floating out there, and you know that he is going to be the type of guy a contending team wants or needs but maybe also he's someone that looks at teams and say okay well what's my role going to be Milwaukee maybe would be pretty attractive but uh, where do you sit on the campaign scenario well my first thought I was kind of shocked to see that the Spurs were letting him go but then I understood they were letting him go so he could try to get more playing time for a contending team so with those parameters said I said okay 
that sounds like the Bucks could be on the table. Yeah. I mean, you would have to find a roster spot for him since we're full up at 15 right now. But having a backup guard like campaign, I think would be great for a contending team like the Bucks. Currently, the only point guard we really have on our roster is Drew Holiday. And as you mentioned, we're kind of it seems like we're taking flyers on some two way guys to say, like, hey, there's an open backup point guard spot here. Like, let's see if anybody can come and take this right now. So um, you get somebody like campaign who isn't like he's 28, I believe he is. So um, not old, not young, but he is somebody who has a lot of playoff experience. We saw him with the Suns, and, you know, when the Bucks were going up against them a couple of years ago, good shooter from three, a little small, but coming off the bench, I think he could eat up, you know, those 15, 20 minutes every day as a backup point guard. But again, just right now, it's the the fact the Bucks don't have an open roster spot. And then the question becomes, well, who would you cut if you were going to go out and get a campaign to put on your roster? Um, I don't see it being the Nassus, you know, after uh, there was conversation about him having different options over the summer, but choosing to come back to the Bucks, especially with everything going on around Giannis and his conflict with the team. Not sure if you want to rock that boat necessarily. Um, but I don't see on the roster who they would cut. I'm not sure they would cut any of those young guys who they just drafted uh, to make room for them. But I do like the idea of somebody like Campaign as a backup guard on this team because he also can play off ball, which is important when you're playing with somebody like Giannis and a Chris and a Drew, where it's like you might not get the ball all the time, but can you make something out of it when you do get it if you're moving off the ball in addition to what you can do while you have the ball and you're facilitating the offense? He's kind of been a guy that was highly rated when he came into the NBA and showed some flashes that I think some people looked at campaign and said, oh, well, this guy is going to be a starter. This guy looks like he's super, super talented early in his career. And now I think it's actually nice that he's really settled into being a a backup but playing a prominent role. He was with the Phoenix Suns for a number of years and has been a double-digit scorer. So uh, three out of the four seasons he had with Phoenix, and this is including 2021 when they went to the NBA Finals, he's playing uh, over 20 minutes per game and getting you double-digit scoring and shooting 39% Mm -hmm. from three. So he he has a skill set that a contending team is really going to want. Uh, I think the roster spot stuff is really fascinating because right now, as you pointed to, the Bucks have 15 guys. And this has been part of the conversation that we discussed through the offseason when you were looking at putting AJ Green on the main roster. And then you've got Livingston and Andre Jackson Jr. on the mm-hmm. main roster. And then you sign the two brothers, Thanasis and also Robin Lopez, because yeah. let's not forget about that. So do you look at, you know, and, and again, like Thanasis is going to be there. But is there any one of those guys where you're like, I don't know if that was totally necessary? And this can include Robin Lopez. I've discussed the idea in, in the past that it's kind of nice that the Bucks will have a backup five. Uh, you know, do I expect that there's a big role for Robin? Not really. But this is part of the reason why when in, in previous years we've looked at the Bucks, they've kept that roster spot open because it's pretty handy. Because mm-hmm. if someone like Campaign comes on the market, the Bucks could have just said, hey, man, We've got you 15 to 20 minutes a night on a team that we think could have the best record in the NBA. That seems pretty attractive to me. Yeah, and that's if that's what he's going for, he wants playing time in a winning situation like mm-hmm. Milwaukee checks those boxes. And to your point about the roster in itself, um, thinking of the off or offseason signings, Jay Crowder resigning him. I was like, okay, that's a you know, that's a flyer to take. We'll see if his game meshes better um in new head coach Griffin's system. Uh, we know he had some. Uh, how do we want to say this? 
some issues uh, with how his role was communicated to him while he was here under Bud. So I would assume him resigning means he understands what his role is going to be. Um, when you look at the big rotation, you got Giannis, you got Brooke starting, Bobby Portis and Jay. Those are probably your your four bigs that you're going to be rolling with for most of the season there. Um, and if you go real small, maybe moving Chris up. But like those are the guys who I would assume. I don't think Robin Lopez is going to get too much tick. That was a signing where when I saw it come through, I was like, oh, well, I guess like end of the mm-hmm. bench, you're the new Myers Leonard, I guess. Fine. Be that. But uh to your point about the young like guards, like there's so many guards and wings on this team at this point. Um, you got Drew, you got Grayson, you got Chris, you got those guys starting. You got Pat Conton off the bench. Then you got the new sign with Malik Beasley, which I did like, you know, get a shooter yeah. off the bench. I did like yeah. that signing. Uh, the question too is with Marjan, is he going to take a step? Are we going to see more playing time for him? Because based on what we know about Griffin, it seems like players like Marjan, like your Andre Jackson, like those are types of guys that seem like they will uh, get, get some playing time under Adrian Griffin. I won't say a lot because I don't know at this point, <laughs> but they seem like his type of guys who are going to go out there. You know, they're young, they're fast, they're athletic. They're going to play defense. They can hustle. We've seen Marjan knock down the open three, not so much for Andre Jackson, but he can do almost everything else, uh, which is, you know, a positive. So, Again, looking at the rosters, like, well, who would you cut? Would you, was, is it Chris Livingston? Like, are you, what are you going to do here uh, to make that space? I don't see being AJ Green after they just signed him this summer, and he has an NBA skill set. Like we know, he is a bona fide three point shooter, um, and that skill set is very important on this team. So, I don't know how you would make the space here. Uh, but of all the signings and all the roster players that we have, of course, you look at the brothers, look at the Nassis, you look at Robin. Um, those would be the two where you're like, I don't see you playing much as is. So if we had to create space, I would assume one of you would go. Uh, but again, knowing the situation with Giannis, and I'm not saying that, you know, if they cut the Nasses, then it means there's no chance for Giannis to resign here. But uh, you got to be careful with stuff like that when your superstar, your franchise player is, you know, coming up on the next Supermax contract. I think you're exactly right. And also, uh, this is why it was at least a little curious to me Pick 58, last pick in the draft, Chris Livingston, and now he's on the on the main roster. I, I thought it was a curious decision, but there's some weird stuff uh, around the draft night there as well. But it is interesting. I want to talk about the rotation a little bit more in depth next, but let us know, the listeners, what you think about campaign and what would you be doing? How, are you going out, whatever you have to do, just, just cut someone and get him on the roster? How do you feel about the backup point guard position? We'll talk about uh, the depth and the rotation coming up next, and perhaps the idea of the younger guys versus the veterans we've seen in the past. But first, FanDuel, sponsor of today's podcast, and uh, NFL season is absolutely underway, and there are incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets back guaranteed, plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from the spreads to player props and more. And I'm just having a scroll through right now. Uh, Sunday, now, I'm not saying this is something that's going to excite our listeners, but the lowest scoring team for Sunday, Packers, plus 1,500. Uh, come on, they just like uh, put it on the Bears. Although, does that count? They do that every single time they play. But if you think the Packers are going to score this Sunday, the highest scoring team on Sunday only, the Packers, plus 3,900. Uh, you might find that to be uh, pretty juicy. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. 
That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, plenty coming up next week on Locked On Bucks, and we're going to do a live podcast, the return of the live podcast. Frank Madden has demanded that we do this, and uh, part of the reason is because the listeners can get involved. So we're going to figure out what night works best. Uh, we'll go live on YouTube and take your questions as we chat through. There'll be no plan for that podcast. We'll just hit record, then everyone uh, can tell us what they want to talk about and give us their feedback along the way. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe and turn the notifications on, and you'll... Uh, keep up to date with that one. So the Bucks rotation, Camille, this was a discussion a lot last year about the idea that the Bucks had probably 13 veterans that you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I could see a scenario where they play. That has changed this year because of the young guys that we've previously discussed in the first segment here uh, on the roster. But I think if you're looking at the rotation, the locks, as you pointed to, is still going to be you know, Middleton, Crowder, I'm going to assume, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Beasley, Pat Connaughton, uh, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday. So you're still looking at the veterans. So the young guys are kind of just there. And is this like, well, we have to put, fill, fill out a roster or are one of those guys going to break into the rotation? But I at least find it a little bit curious that we get to the middle of September now and we're doing a podcast about, hey, uh, can we bring in a 29-year-old point guard on the roster because we don't have a backup and we've only got these young guys? So I think the idea that, why can't we get some youth? Uh, I don't like that we've just got all veterans. This is an old roster. And now here we are. and We're getting tantalized and intrigued by the idea of bringing in another veteran. It's curious to me. Yeah. Hey, listen, it always depends on who you're talking about exactly. Like it's a yeah, difference between getting campaign this offseason than when we picked up Serge Ibaka in that trade where it's like, <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like it's not exciting. Like it doesn't do anything no. for me here, but your point about the vets on the roster against the young guys is really interesting. I saw a quote um, from Coach Griffin where he was mentioning that they're talking about Marjan, and he was like, well, I'll have every opportunity to earn that. Like, you have to go and earn that. And I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic in camp uh, with the little influx of youth that we do have with your Marjan, with your Andre, with your Chris, uh, coming in AJ Green, where it's like these young guys who are on the wing here who are going to be looking at you guys like Grayson Allen and Pat Connington and Malik Beasley, like we want these minutes too, and we're going to go after them. So mm-hmm. um, it sounds to me like it'll be a very competitive uh, camp for the Bucks. And then too, without fully knowing exactly what coach Griffin is going to be leaning towards and looking for in his offense and his defensive schemes, um, these young guys might get more playing time. And I would think during the regular season with an older roster, with these top guys, you know, being in their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties for some, um, that you'll see these young guys get opportunities throughout the season as well to see if maybe they can earn, you know, a stake in that very limited playoff rotation coming, you know, April and May. So it'll be fun to watch because again, not quite sure about what Griffin's scheme is going to look like, uh, but seeing the guys that he drafted, we know there's guys that Bud would have never have touched with a 10 foot pole. So it's kind of like, I want to see how you do this differently around Giannis with these guys who don't have a skill set that we're used to seeing uh, with this championship contending version of the Bucks. And you've already discussed Jay Crowder and perhaps some disappointment with his role on his team. So this is a dynamic that you need to take into account as well, that if you're going to have a roster filled with veterans, they probably are going to have an expectation that they're going to want to play. Mm-hmm. And we've seen from time to time, whether it's Jay Crowder or Serge Barker that you've referenced, that if the playing time isn't there, 
there is going to be a level of frustration. So I think in, in terms of keeping everyone happy, the idea of having younger guys towards the back end of the roster is nice because those guys should be working anyway. And, and yep. you know, they're around Giannis. They're in this organization. I, I love the coaching stuff. We don't know a lot about them yet, but certainly historically, this has been a, a place where the guys towards the back end of the roster are going to work. So I think that that dynamic is fine. But to your point, I don't think that Jay Crowder is going to be happy or I'm only using him as an example, but these veteran players, if all of a sudden these young guys start taking the minutes. So I think that it's still fascinating to see how this all plays out because the, the listeners to this show and Bucks fans in general can be like, okay, let's get these young guys out on the floor. If they do, it's going to be at the expense of a player that has played major minutes in the NBA for a very mm-hmm. long time. So this is, to me at least, this is just another one of the dynamics for this Bucks team this year that I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Absolutely. And one thing with that is how clear is the communication going to be? Because we've yes. heard stories, you know, thinking of the Lakers this past year, where guys' roles were changing week by week, but they were on the bench. They were up. They were cheering. They were into it. It didn't really matter. But when their number was called, they were like, okay, here we go. I feel like a lot of vets, if, they, if you're a lot of players, if you're clear about what they can expect, then they can deal with it a little bit better. They might not like it, um, but if the team is winning, there's not too much you can argue about as long as communication is clear. And again, that's not uh, all the time this happens, not 100%, you know, good to go as long as we communicate. But that's a big piece of it as well. Like if you, let's use Jay Crowder for an example. He last year was saying, I'm confused at why you even brought me here, spent five second round draft picks to get me here if you're not going to play me at all. So you re-sign him. Clearly, there's been some kind of communication about what his role is going to be. You look at the depth chart. You see that the Bucks need another backup big. And we know Jay Crowder can play that four role uh, for a team. So, okay, if through the season things change, we don't – none of the young guys are really, like, big, big. So, like – and, I mean, Jay's not technically big, but he just plays um, in a big role. If a young guy was coming up and it's like, yo, we cannot keep him off the floor, listen, we're going to have to have a conversation – I would hope that the guys on this team uh, would be able to put aside ego of communication is clear and the team is winning. When you lose, everything is amplified and everything uh-huh. feels bigger and there's a lot more to grumble about. But if the team is winning uh, with a different rotation, I would think that the character of the locker room could kind of hold that up a little bit. Well, communication incredibly important. This is going to be another challenge for Adrian Griffin walk, walking into the job and he's probably got a lot of things uh, that he is considering along the way. And then you're right, the Bucs need to win. And this is why we discussed it yesterday with the pressure on Adrian Griffin and his team and everything that's going on at the moment. If you get off to a slow start or you find Mm -hmm. yourself struggling a little bit, all these things can probably seem a little bit greater than they actually are in reality. And look, the media is going to talk about it as well. So I think it's fascinating. Out of the young players, there might be an easy answer to this question. But coming up next, I'm going to ask you about everything we've discussed on today's show. Which one of those young players are you most excited for this season? And perhaps which player do you have the most or at least some expectation for for what they can do leading into the postseason this year? But first, the po- uh, sponsor of today's podcast, Jace Medical, they've just come on board. And uh, if you're not aware, the Jace case which you can purchase, provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from those physicians on any treatment-related questions, and, uh, of course, the product doctor-created and doctor-recommended. So everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides... 
those five life-saving antibiotics for an emergency situation. And it could be at home. You could be traveling and not have access uh, to healthcare or a doctor or something like that. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught underprepared. Save more than 360 bucks by getting those life-saving antibiotics with a Jace Medical Kit plus an additional 20 bucks off by using the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code locked on. Let's get to the young bucks. Camille, I'm going to suggest that there would be a healthy level of listeners right now that are saying, why are you asking this question? It's obvious which one of the young players the expectation should be the highest for, and it's mm-hmm. obvious out of which one of the young players there is perhaps the greatest path to get minutes on this team. Uh, do you feel the same way? If you're thinking about Marjan Bochamp, <laughs> then absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, listen, I was excited about us drafting Marjan from the beginning. He was one of the few guys on my like pre-draft list <clears throat> where I was like, I will, I, will, I will be happy to get him. And when we got him, I was like, yo, this is exciting. Um, young dude, athletic, plays defense. The shot was iffy in the draft where I wasn't sure how that would translate. Um, but watching him in game, you know, he he hit a few more than I thought he would. I'm not saying he was an excellent three-point shooter by any means, but I didn't think that he was going to be that great at it to begin with. So to see him knocking down a few um, in open space and a little step back action every so often, I was like, this is impressive. He's a young guy who we know likes to work. He likes to work really, really hard. And to see him at Summer League where he had a couple of moments where he was able to kind of be the lead guy and kind of do what he wants to do and take over, it was encouraging to see. Uh, Also in this offseason, you know, he dropped 83 points at a Pro-Am game, which is Pro-Am, so you take it with a grain of salt. But dropping 83 points, period, is going to catch some attention. So he understands the opportunity ahead of him, I would think, coming into the season if you look at the social media it's all about training. It's all about being yeah. ready. It's about being thankful. It's about being grateful. Went to Greece this summer to train with Giannis. And we've seen some young guys do that in the past and necessarily hasn't <laughs> meant anything about more minutes or them sticking along or around for a long time. Um, but Marjan is that guy for me because, again, he has a year under his belt. You want to see the leap that he can take in year two of his game. You put him in a system that theoretically uh, should work around his strengths. It should work really well around his strengths and the way he wants to play. Um, so he is the one for sure where it's like, I, you're the young buck I got my eye on because one, I want you to succeed. Um, and then also because we saw the work he put in this offseason and I want to see how that translates when the games start counting again. So I'm with you. And it also makes sense because he's coming into year two as well. So that's where it also just from his career standpoint, first round pick, second year, you want to see an elevation in mm-hmm. his game. Now it's going to have to come with opportunity. So I'll throw a little curveball in the mix, just because if you talk about Marjan Bochamp, probably a two or a three, you know, defensively at least at the NBA. And then you're talking about Chris Milton, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder. I know we said he's perhaps more of a four, but all those sort of guys on the wings, I've probably forgot someone, someone in that mix as well. So the only thing I'll say is, and we discussed campaign on this podcast if the Bucs aren't able to find a path to get campaign, and maybe there's no interest there, but if they aren't able to find a path to get him, 
then you, you're probably, particularly in the regular season, by necessity of the rotation and the positional stuff going on on this roster, you're probably going to see some Ty Ty Washington yeah. or Andre Jackson Jr., which, again, if you want to get excited as a basketball fan, it's about thinking about the potential of young guys on your roster. Ty Ty was taking five picks after Marjan Bochan. So he's a first-rounder 12 months ago, so he's coming into year two as well. He's going to be motivated. This was a first-round pick that's now on a two-way contract. So I, I wonder... Early in the season, as much as we want to see Marjan Bochamp, I wonder whether the other two actually get more minutes in the rotation just by virtue of the position they play. It's a good point. That's a really good point. And Andre Jackson was my my second guy because of his playmaking ability. Um, we don't have a backup point guard on this team. And again, it's a lot to ask for a rookie, second round rookie at that to come in and like, hey, lead the offense. I mean, the last time that that worked out for the Bucks was a Malcolm Brogdon type of situation. So we know he doesn't have the, the shooting, you know, uh, skill set that Brogdon did, but everything you hear about him being a playmaker, somebody who sees the floor well, uh, he could fit into that mold where he's getting some minutes because the Bucks need someone else to initiate the offense. Again, it's a lot to put on a young guy, but we know he has the skill set for it. Uh, so why not see what he can do while, you know, over 82 games throughout this season? Yeah, and – Clearly, and I'll revert back to the podcast we had with Sam Bassini going back a couple of weeks ago, who is just incredibly high on what Andre Jackson Jr. can be. If you didn't listen to that podcast, scroll back in your feed. You'll see Sam Bassini draft recaps Andre Jackson Jr. Wherever he's in the headline, listen to that podcast because if you want to get hyped about Andre Mm -hmm. Jackson Jr., that podcast will do it for you. I think the question will be, he was so impactful at the college level despite having absolutely zero perimeter threat as a scorer. That's at college. Can he do that at the NBA and particularly as a rookie? That seems like it's going to be a great challenge for me, but I'm excited to see how he works that out. But uh, let us know. It's a pretty fun podcast. I think there are some genuine questions for the listeners to get back to us with how you're feeling leading into the weekend. So campaign, uh, the Bucks rotation, and just the idea of veterans versus young players. And then which young Milwaukee Bucks player are you most excited for? But perhaps which young Bucks player do you think is actually going to have the greatest opportunity to crack this rotation early in the season? So plenty of topics to get back to us on. Uh, look, I mean, it's uh, it's like riding a bike. Uh, Camille, we haven't podcasted for maybe six weeks and this was an absolute piece of cake. It is uh, a pleasure to see you and chat with you again. You as well. And I'm, I saw you were in the States for a while. You've been a busy uh, man as well. So um, it's good to settle back down. You know, fall is here. Football is c- coming back, which means that training camp for basketball is going to be coming back soon. So um, I'm looking forward to more conversations uh, going forward. Camille, the weather is so nice in Melbourne right now. And I got home yesterday off the, the plane. It got to the afternoon. I was like, all right, I need to catch up with a friend and have a beer. So I had two beers, came home. Could barely keep my eyes open, laid down on my bed at about, let's say, 10 p.m. I woke up at 1.30 a.m. with the lights on in my room. I was on top of my blankets, and I didn't know what planet I was on. I literally, It took me a solid 10 minutes to figure out what was going on. So I'm feeling a little bit better after a sleep last night. I think I'm back on track. Uh, when are we listening to this? Uh, we know Technical Foul podcast Tuesdays. Just give us a quick rundown on the Packers stuff, though, because this is really cool. Yeah, so I linked up with Cheesehead TV and Aaron Nagler. Uh, we are doing Carry the G and MKE every Monday is the, the current schedule of recording. Um, so that episode normally goes up Monday afternoon on the Cheesehead TV YouTube page and wherever you get your uh, podcast from. So Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Look, I'm not a Packers fan, but uh, I will listen to you on the podcast, Camille. So that's a lot of fun. That's really cool for you. Hopefully the, the Packers keep winning. So you guys are enjoying uh, your Mondays. 
Uh, and uh, keep up to date with Lockdown Bucks as well. But we'll be back next week where the countdown has to be down to about 15 days or something to preseason basketball. So we are ramping up on this show. We appreciate the support. Have a nice weekend. We'll catch you next week.